The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until uh, seven o'clock. A moment of mourning now because I'm joined by one of Her Majesty's most loyal subjects from. Her, uh, uh, one of her dominions and colonies, uh, the Antipodes. <laughs> Serena Bellissimo is here, presenter of the Bellissimo Files on Spin 1038. Very sad day for you and the rest of the convicts down south. What do you think? Do you know what's funny? When um, <laughs> when I moved over here, my dad is so an anti-monarchist. Yes. So every You're time, a bit of an anti-monarchist. I, 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 I like them as people, but I am a Republican, yes. so we need to say that straight out. But what I used to do to get on my dad's nerves is when I used to go to um, London for junkets, you know how you get faces of the royals? So yeah. every time I'd go over for a junket, I'd buy a new postcard and I'd address it to their loyal subject, Michael, and oh, I'd send it to brilliant. him. And he kept all of them and he handed them back to me. So then I just posted them all the way back. So, oh, great. Yeah, we're not real monarchists. But regardless of whether you're a monarchist or not, I think everyone has sort of taken interest in what's happened with I think, the Queen. Yeah, she's a, she is a kind of a cultural touchstone, whatever way I'm going to say, the yeah. Institution. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that because everyone has different thoughts about yeah. her and stuff. But it's been interesting because I thought the coverage, if you're watching UK TV, and apparently in Australia it's, just, it's the same, you know, constant 24 hour rolling coverage. <laughs> My favourite. Uh, from five o'clock this evening, so in the last couple of hours, you can go on to the BBC uh, and they're providing a live stream of her coffin lying in wait. So that <laughs> I wish people could see Serena's face. This is this is not this is true. But the BBC are doing this so that people who can't travel to pay their respects oh, come on. can do so through the comfort of their computer screen. So they can <laughs> now. It struck me when I heard the story. They'd save an awful lot of money. The BBC taxpayers' money if they just took a photo of a coffin and put it up. Because I can tell you, nothing's going to change. It's, it's just a CCTV of a stationary of an inanimate object. Do you think it might be so people can play Where's Wally? You know, my best friend's mum is going down to see oh, the yeah. casket. Let's see if we can see her and at be, this point. So, and it'll be like at Wimbledon and stuff when people know they're on camera. People will kind of they'll pay their respects and then they look over their shoulder and wave frantically. Okay, at the stop. CCTV. I'm TV. I'm going to be one of those tuning in at maybe seven or maybe eleven o'clock, going, "Who can I see and what are they doing?" But yeah. do you know what? We may not be tuning into that. But Netflix has had a surge the weekend that she died. Um, viewership in the US, in France, in England, actually all over the world, soared for the Crown. Oh, the Crown! Let's take a listen. Should I say something? No, that won't be necessary. Though it. Would help if we could decide here and now on your name. My name? Yes, ma'am. Your regnal name. Uh, that is the name you'll take as Queen. Your father took George. Obviously, his name is. was Albert. And before he abdicated, your uncle took Edward. Of course, his name was David. What's wrong with my name? Nothing. Well, then, let's not overcomplicate matters unnecessarily. My name is Elizabeth. And long live Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, so that, that Serena, is from season one season of The one. Crown. Season one was very... It, it got a bit worse over time, did it? It, it did, did for me. Do you know what? I wasn't going to watch The Crown because I'm not really one for period drama and yeah, I know like the 1950s isn't period but that for me I was just like, nah, I'm not really into this stuff. And then I had to interview some of the cast for season three. Oh my gosh, I was 
hooked. I think for me it was, and now we have to remember, and they came under fire in season four because they had to say this is fictionalised version of events that have taken place, right? But I used it as my Bible. I was just like, so this happened and that happened. Oh, yeah. And like, I, I couldn't believe when the Queen was passing, I was telling you, I was in London and I was with a mate and I was telling him all about the royal family. He's like, are you really into it? And then I went, actually, no, that, all that knowledge has just come from the Crown. <laughs> um, Despite the warning. Exactly. But look, and, and that's, but that's the thing with the Crown as well. There were some really interesting pieces of history because when, say what you want about the Queen, she lived through some amazing historical times, right? So I remember watching it and Google. I almost had my laptop on my lap and I was Googling stuff yeah, that had happened. I found that with the first season, like the the fog, that time the, the where there was the national crisis caused by that like pea super of a fog in London. Obviously the slag heap in, in Wales, which was such an awful story, which I kind of was vaguely aware of, but didn't really know any of the details. I didn't and know I anything that about that. Well. Yeah. And I think maybe that's why I didn't enjoy the more recent seasons as much because you're aware of it all. You're just, you know, there's no, there's nothing to Google. But why did the, the, I think the last season, this is where the Charles, Diana and Camilla story came in. It just felt, I, I watched it all, by the way, but it felt seedy. It mm. felt like, you know, they were, they were fictionalising these conversations that happened. But I, I suppose this is recent history and their sons are still alive. And it just, it felt wrong. Having said that, there's a season five coming and I will be watching yeah, I'd probably watch it too as well against my better judgment. What about, well, people watch it on the small screen now. We, we call it the big screen. Movies. Okay. Queen-related so, movies. Do you know what? There are so, so many. So I've decided I'm going to focus on stuff that feature Queen Elizabeth. The interesting thing is there's not a lot that feature male monarchs. A lot of the films that have been made are about the females. Oh, yeah. There's one that came out in 2000. Coming to America. The royal, yes, is clean. (laughs) That's my favourite line. Anyway, couldn't say all of it. Um, But A Royal Night Out, which is 2015. And that is a movie that's sort of just come and gone. And I really... I don't know anything about it. Tell me. Yeah, well, this was about... um, Europe was celebrating VE Day in 1945. And the teenage princesses... Elizabeth and Margaret snuck out and just had a great night in London celebrating with everyone else. Now, yes, this was fictionalised. Did I believe all of it? Yes, I did until I came home and read and went, no, this is um, a a, a writer's take on what could have happened. And it was just nice, I suppose, it's not real. It's based on an actual event, but it was nice to see the princess depicted in a different way because we've seen such serious stuff when it comes to Queen Elizabeth. What about this movie? I doubt there is anyone who knows the British people more than I do, Mr. Blair, nor who has greater faith in their wisdom and judgment. And it is my belief that they will any moment reject this, this mood, which is being stirred up by the press, in favour of a period of restrained grief and sober private mourning. It's what the rest of the world has always admired us for. Yeah, that, of course, the Queen starring Helen Mirren. Now, I've never seen it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And she is She's brilliant. Amazing. It, she? And it's not, you know, a lot of the movies we talk about have, they, they deal with, you know, the rain. This dealt with the week after Princess Diana's death. Okay. And I remember this week in Australia. And I remember the Queen not coming out to speak to her loyal subjects and there being such uproar. And that's what this is about and how her and Tony Blair handled it. Now, Helen Mirren said she felt bad taking this on, but she did some research. She actually wrote to the Queen. Oh, really? And the Queen didn't respond, but her – because she just wanted to say, look, I have this newfound respect for you after I've done all this research. 
her ladies in waiting, which I think is a hell. Do you know what I found out this week? Yeah, Do you know what a lady in waiting does? Yeah. This isn't her only job. Well, wipe the royal backside. Almost. May as well be. Breaks in the queen's shoes. So the queen doesn't have to feel any pain from wearing her, her brand new shoes. Did oh, you know that? really? Couldn't believe it. God, I could do it one of them. So could I. Yeah. <laughs> Especially some of the heels I've bought over the years. Um, but yeah, so the, the her ladies in waiting wrote back to her and she was offered, the queen actually watched the film and invited her to Buckingham Palace for a dinner, but she was never able to make it. So yeah, so that's, look, that's an that's an interesting take because again, it's, it's a real historical moment, a, a moment in history and the way Helen played it was phenomenal. The Queen's Corgi. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it's like when you think they can't tell you another story about the royals, they go to her corgis. We know that she's famously known for her dogs and her love of the corgis. This is a um, animated feature. Rex is her favourite corgi. He He's let out of the castle and he runs amok and it's all that happens there. Donald Trump features. It's ridiculous. It's not great. It had 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Remember watching it with the kids and laughing at some places. I mean, it's rated PG because there's sexually new window and stuff in there so and some rude right. jokes and stuff so yeah maybe avoid the queen's corgi watch the queen yeah. catch up on the crown and actually sorry you mentioned male monarch the king's speech i know the queen is in it yeah. as a child uh that is a great movie that wasn't is it? a phenomenal movie i can't believe it was back in 2010 and that's where um colin firth won his oscar for portraying uh king george who had a stutter and funnily enough after he finished that project he had to get, um, not King George, obviously, Colin Firth had to go and get speech lessons to get rid of his stutter because it just became a part of his conversation. Oh, wow. That, that's <laughs> fascinating. I didn't know that. Anyway, listen, Serena, a pleasure as always. And we will talk to you again uh, at the same time next week when you can finally get out of all that black garb. Uh, <laughs> should be well buried by then. 53106, the text number. We'll get the news headlines. Here's Eamon. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.